0: Chapter 5 of Insect Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Insect Stories by Vernon Kellogg. Chapter 5 Argiope of the Silver Shield. Argiope of the silver shield is the handsomest spider that Mary and I know Do you know a handsomer? Or are you one of those who have prejudices and hold all spiders to be ugly? hateful things We are so sorry for you if you are for that means you can never enjoy having a pet Argiope the truth is Mary and I like clever and skillful people But when we can't find that kind, we rather prefer clever and skillful spiders and wasps, or other lowly beasties, to the other sort of people which shows just how far a fancy for nature may lead one. It is rather bad, of course, to prefer to chum with a spider, even such a wonderfully handsome and clever one as Argiope, instead of with a human soul. But that isn't our situation exactly. We prefer human souls. anything else on earth but not human stomachs and livers and human bones and muscles and sick human nerves and some way too many people leave on one an impression of bowels or sore eyes rather than one of mind and soul so we rush to the fields or woods or roads after such an experience and live a while with the keen bright eyes the sensitive feelers the dexterous feet and claws and teeth and the sharp wits of the small folk who while not human are nevertheless inhabitants and possessors of this earth side by side with us and are truly our blood cousins though some incredible number of generations removed mary and i scraped acquaintance with our argiope in a cypress tree that is argiope had her abiding place there She was there on her great symmetrical orb-web, with its long strong foundation lines, its delicate radii, and its many circles with their thousands of tiny drops of viscid stuff to make them sticky. In the center was the hub, her resting place, whence the radii ran out, and where she had spun a broad zigzaggy band of white silk, on which she stood or sat head downward. Her eight long, slender, sensitive legs were outstretched and rested by their tips lightly on the bases of the taut radii so that they could feel the slightest disturbance in the web. These many radii, besides supporting the sticky circles or spiral which was the real catching part of the web, acted like so many telegraph lines to carry news of the catching to waiting Argiope at the center i have said that mary and i think argiope of the silver shield the most handsome spider we know there are however other argiopes to dispute the glory with our favorite for example a golden yellow and black one and another beautiful silver and russet one other people too may fancy other spiders perhaps the little pink and white crab spiders of the flower cups or the curious spiny acrosomus and gastrocanthus with their brilliant colors and bizarre patterns and shape others may like the strawberry eperia or the diadem spider or the beautiful nephilus there are enough kinds and colors and shapes of spiders to satisfy all tastes but we like best and admire most the long-legged agile graceful RGOPs and particularly her of the silver shield her full firm body with its flat shield-shaped back all shining silver and crossed by starring black and yellow stripes the long tapering legs softly ringed with brown and yellow the shining black eyes on their little rounded hillock of a forehead and the broad brown underbody with eight circular silver spots all go to make our argiope a richly dressed and stately queen of spiders but the royal consort oh the less said of him the better a veritable dwarf insignificant inconspicuous and afraid for his life of his glorious mate how such a queen could ever but there how tiresome for that is what gets said of most matches royal or plebeian mary and i brought Argiope in from her home in the cypress tree, and put her in a fine, roomy, light and airy cage, where she could live quietly and unmolested by enemies, and where we could see to it that she should not lack for food. There are many of the small creatures with which we get acquainted that do not object at all to being brought into our well-lighted, well-ventilated, warm vivarium, that means live room. Creatures of sedentary habits and all the web-making spiders are of course that ought not to object at all and Usually do not seem to for they get two things that they cannot be sure of outside protection and plenty of food Argiope seemed perfectly content and settled right down to spinning a glistening new web a marvel of symmetry and skillful construction in her roomy cage and in a day or two was seated quietly, but watchfully, on the broad-banded hub in the center, with her toes on her telegraph lines, ready for good news. It was, of course, our duty to see that she was not disappointed. The message she wanted was from some struggling fly, fastened anywhere the broad expanse of web, until we tossed in a fly. It buzzed about a moment, then blundered into the web which it shook violently in its struggle to escape. Argiope rushed at once out upon the web. How can she run about on the sticky web without getting caught too, interrupts Mary. I think a moment, then with some dignity replied, Pretty soon, please, Mary. Argiope, I repeat, rushed at once out upon the web, seized the fly in her jaws, and ran back to the hub with it, where she appeared to wet it all over, squeeze it into a ball, and then proceed to feed upon it holding and manipulating it skillfully all the time in her jaws evidently r g o p was very hungry for as you will see this is not her usual way of taking care of her prey now mary what was it you asked oh just how the spider can run around so fast on the web without sticking to it and getting caught or tearing it all to pieces ah ah yes well mary i don't know that is exactly or well not even very close to exactly but she does it you see yes i see said mary demurely can it be that mary is slightly winking one eye i do hope not of course you know mary that the web is made of two kinds of silk or rather two kinds of lines oh you didn't know mary had shaken her head well it is i continue with my usual manner of teacher who knows somewhat restored again the foundation lines the radii and the first set of circles are all made of lines without any sticky stuff on them as you see and i touch my pencil confidently to a radius with the manner of a parlor magician then the spider on this foundation spins in another long spiral the present circles of the web which is liberally supplied with tiny shining droplets of viscid silk that never dries but stays moist and very sticky all the time. This is the true catching part of the web. We surely must watch her spin a web sometime, breaks in eager Mary. We certainly must, say I, and continue. Now, perhaps when Argiope runs out on the web from her watching place at the hub, she only puts her long, delicate feet on the unsticky radii. Or perhaps her feet are made in some peculiar way so that they do not stick to the circles. As a matter of fact, a spider's foot is remarkably fashioned with curious toothed claws and hosts of odd hairs, some knobbed, some curved and hook-like, and some forming dense little brushes. But after all, Mary, the truth is, I don't know really how it is that spiders can run about over their webs without getting stuck to them. After my long discourses about web-making and spider's feet it seemed time to give Argiope another fly Indeed her bright little black eyes seemed to Mary to be shining with eagerness for more fly Although she still had the remains of the first one in her jaws gracious Argiope's jaws, please not Mary's So we tossed in another fly We hope you won't think this is cruel, but flies are what Argiope eats and if she was out in the garden, she would be catching them, and what is worse, they would not be the disgusting and dangerous house flies and bluebottles that we feed her, but all sorts of innocent and beautiful little picture-winged flower flies, and pumice flies, and what not. House flies and stable flies and bluebottles are truly dangerous, because they help spread human diseases, especially typhoid fever. So if we are to live safely, they should be killed, or, better, prevented from hatching and growing at all. So we tossed in another fly. R.G.O.P. immediately dropped the nearly finished first fly into the web, ran out to the new one, and pounced on it, seizing it with her forelegs. Then she doubled her abdomen quickly underneath her, and there issued from the spinnerets at its tip a jet, a flat jet of silk which was caught up by the hind feet, and wrapped around the fly as it was rolled over and over by the front feet. She tumbled it about all the time, wrapping it with the issuing band of silk, until it was completely enswathed. Then she left it fastened in the web, went back to the hub, and resumed her feeding on the first fly. But soon she finished this entirely, dropped the wreck out of the web, and went out and got the second fly bringing it back to the hub to eat but why asked mary does our wrap the fly up so carefully in silk why not just kill it by biting and then leave it in the web until she wants it perhaps i answer she wants to make it helpless before she comes to close quarters with it you notice she holds it away from her body with her forefeet and pulls the silk band out far with her hind feet so that her body does not touch the fly at all while she wraps it perhaps she's not sure that it isn't a bee or some other stinging insect it buzzes loud enough to make me think it's a bee so mary and i decided to try some experiments with our argiope to find out if possible first if she could tell a bee from a fly and second if so whether she treated it differently, and third, why she wraps her prey up so carefully before coming to too close quarters with it. We feel quite proud of these experiments, because we seem to be doing something really scientific, and we know that experimental zoology, that is, studying animals by experimenting with them, is quite the most scientific thing going nowadays among professional naturalists. So here are our notes exactly as we wrote them during our experimenting. That is, of course, the correct manner for publishing real scientific observations, because it gives the critical reader a chance to detect flaws in our technique. Our notes on the behavior of Argiope, November 18th, 4.45 p.m., released a fly in the cage. The spider pounced upon it, seized it with four and third pair of legs, threw out a band of silk and enswathed it, tumbling it over and over with her hind feet about thirteen times, hence enswathed it in thirteen wrappings of silk. The fly was then disconnected from the web, the spider making but little attempt to mend the gap. It was carried to the hub and eaten. While the feast was going on, a honey bee with sting extracted we didn't want to run any risks with Argiope. was liberated in the cage as soon as it touched the web the spider was upon it throwing out a band of silk in a sheet a quarter of an inch broad drawing out would be more accurate for the spinnerets cannot spurt out silk silk is drawn out and given its band character by lightning like movements of the comb toothed hind feet with her hind legs, Archiope turned the bee over and over twenty-five or twenty-six times, thus enswathing it with twenty-five or twenty-six wrappings of the silken sheet. No sooner was the bee enswathed than a second bee was liberated in the cage and caught in the web and This was treated by the spider like bee number one, November twentieth eight fifteen a m argy will be perfectly still in the center of the hub feeding on bee number 2 the only thing that reveals the feeding is a slight moving of the bee's body as the juices are sucked up remains of bee number 1 dropped to the bottom of the cage fed all day 8:15 a.m. to 5 p.m. on bee number 2 at 2:30 2. p.m. a box elder bug which is very ill-smelling was thrown into the web Argiope did nothing for three minutes, then went out on the web to it, and rapped, making five complete turns. Then went away, probably not hungry, as she had had two bees and a fly in three days. November twenty-first, eight fifteen a.m. Box elder bug finished during last night. Old web replaced by a new one with twenty-nine radii, eleven complete spirals, and several partial spirals the hub is formed of fine irregular webbing about an inch and a half in diameter without the viscid droplets that cover the spirals an open space of about half-inch intervenes between the hub and the beginning of the spirals four thirty p m liberated a fly in the cage Argiope pounced upon it and began to eat immediately not taking time or trouble to ensuave it while the fly was being devoured we liberated a strong-smelling box elder bug in the cage. It flew into the web. Argiope, by a quick movement, turned on the hub toward the bug and stood in halting position for eight seconds, then approached the bug slowly, hesitated for a second or two, then wrapped it about with five wrappings, halted again, and finally finished with five more wrappings. The bug was then attached to the web where it had first touched the spider passing back to the center and resuming her meal when the fly was finished Argiope walked over to the bug grasped it in her mandibles walked up to the hub turned herself about so that her head was downward manipulated the bug with her four and third pair of feet until it seemed to be in the right position for her with reference to the hub of the web and began to feed at five p.m be liberated in cage with sting not extracted Argiope leaped instantaneously to the spot where it was caught and swathed it with great rapidity thirty-seven times then bit at it and enswathed it five times more making forty-two complete wrappings in all then left it fastened in the web and resumed feeding upon the bug all the time she was wrapping it Argiope kept her body well clear of the bee's body, the spinnerets being fully one-half an inch from the bee, making the broad band of issuing silk very noticeable. In biting it, which she seemed to do with marked caution, she of course had to bite through the silken covering. A few minutes later, a second bee with sting was liberated in the cage, caught in the web, and rapidly pounced upon by the spider, as before she turned it over and over with great rapidity, using apparently all of her legs. She enswathed it fifty times, bit it, then wrapped it with five more silken sheets, making fifty-five wrappings in all, leaving it hung to the web. She went back to the bug. Before Argiope had reached the bug, B-Number-3 was caught in the web at the exact spot where B-Number-2 was hung up. In its efforts to disentangle its feet, it shook the whole web violently. In spite of the violent vibration of the web, Argiope pursued her course to the bug at the hub of the web, adjusted herself with head downward, and resumed feeding. Query. Did Argiope think the web shaking due to the futile struggles of the well-wrapped bee number two, and hence needing no attention? Vibration of the web continued after several seconds had elapsed Argiope seemed suddenly to realize that her efforts were called for out on the web for she pounced down as rapidly as before and rolled and tumbled both bees together and swathing both in the same sheet of silk never stopping until she had given them fifty-five wrappings after biting twice she wrapped them with five more turns bit again And wrapped again with seven more turns, making sixty-seven in all. Argiope then returned to her bug. Query: Does Argiope distinguish bees from flies? Further query: Does Argiope distinguish bees with stings from bees with stings extracted? November twenty-second, nine forty-five a.m. Argiope feeding at the hub on bees number two and three introduced into cage yesterday afternoon with her right second leg she holds taut a line connected with bee number 1 10:25 a.m. packet dropped to the bottom of the cage the juices of only one of the bees having been sucked out the web is constructed at an angle so that anything dropped from the center falls free of it 5 p.m. began feeding again on bee number 1 november 23rd 9:30 a.m. Another bee released in cage, caught in web, and enswathed approximately 30 turns by RGOP. November 25th, 8.30 a.m., the web has been destroyed during the night. November 26th, RGOP has made an entirely new web. November 30th, 2 p.m., gave Argiope a bee with sting. It was wrapped 47 times, but not so expeditiously as has been our wont later another bee was liberated in the cage caught and rapped about forty five times december second eleven a m the body of a live bee was bathed in fluid from the freshly crushed body of a box elder bug very malodorous and the bee liberated in argiope's cage and soon caught in the web the bee was not very lively and did not shake the web violently but argiope rushed to it without hesitation wrapped it with 25 turns of silk, and returned to the hub of the web. December 3rd, Argiope stayed all day in the upper part of the web on foundation lines with head downward. December 5th, yesterday, Argiope moved down to her normal place on the hub. Today, she is on the hub but in reversed position, head up, and with legs bent and limp, not straight out and stiffened as usual. December sixth, Argiope hung all day from foundation lines of upper part of web in reversed position, head up, with legs limp and bent. December seventh, Argiope hanging by first and second right legs from upper part of the web, barely alive. December eighth, Argiope is dead. End of chapter five.